Support for today's show comes from Perfume.com. With more than 7,000 women's and men's fragrances, Perfume.com has been America's number one place to buy discount perfumes at 100%, all 100% authentic and original online since 1995. That's almost as old as I am. Millions of happy customers turn to Perfume.com to save over 80% on authentic and original brand name perfumes like Dolce & Gabbana, Burberry, Calvin Klein, Hugo Boss, and hundreds more. And now you can get free shipping, free returns, and an extra 25% off with the code TTCA25. It's a perfect gift for him and her. That's perfume.com and use the code TTCA25. Uh, well, I'm John Waltz, and I'm glad Lex isn't here to make some sort of comment about 1995 and how young he was then. Exactly. I'm not Lex Friedman. I'm John Armstrong. <laughs> Welcome. To the oldster turning this car around. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so yeah, he's off uh, being important someplace. Yeah, whatever. Uh, Revenue yeah. officer. Someplace Chief. in Texas. Yeah. You have mm-hmm. a little bit of a a thing on your microphone when it's when you're talking and i don't know if it's my machine or if it's you <laughs> so, i don't know what that means i don't know either I don't know what that means. but remember i uh, i don't record through the microphone that you're hearing me through i'm, I'm remembering it's gonna be fine am john I, um, am i recording through the wrong microphone <laughs> i don't know it's fine am i no am i am I not, i'm not recording through the wrong microphone am i talking to you through the wrong microphone let's find out I, no yeah no, that's the right one that's, the right, That's the right one. Okay, this is it's not fascinating. My, it's not my kids love one. this. Everybody People wants to hear this. Stuff. Everyone wants this. Is a little, this is this is a little uh, inside inside baseball. Um, yeah, a little behind the scenes, the, a little in depth. Yeah, actually, you know personal. what? We could talk a little bit about baseball. Oh, yeah. I don't know, you're, are you into baseball at all? I used to be a long time ago, but okay. I kind of not. Um, um, I did go to a Mets game a couple years ago, though. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was my um, that was my team as a kid, which I was not really as a kid. I was not much of a base. I was not really a baseball fan. I should not. I should not. I shouldn't play it up in the slightest because I really was not a baseball fan. But I did have a Mets pennant in my room. And um, if I had to pick a team, that would have been my team. But um, it was not really much. And I did go to a game (laughs) as a as a kid. Um, and there, there's a story I probably shouldn't tell, but, um, let's just say that I went with my brothers who were older and, um, I was, uh, in the car and it was a kind of a crazy ride. <laughs> I was in the, it was a station wagon and I was all the way in the back with yep. my brothers and some of their friends and driving into New York to go to a Mets game <laughs> when they were like 18 Oh, oh <laughs> in the, the um, in the set in the very late seventies. So that's <laughs> uh, just everything you're saying is right. About that. You can imagine oh, yeah. the situation. Yes, I think I can. Especially it, was, it was not, it was, I do not recommend it. <laughs> Did you have to go across the G dub? I don't remember. I sure. Probably. I don't know. I mean, right. it was a million years ago. John. <laughs> well, I think the stadium's in the same place. I'm not sure. Although I think it's new now that Mets, or at least the one that it I went seems, to. It, it's got to be. Yeah. It was. Yeah. It's they, got could, they could not be yeah, they could not could not uh, be playing in the same kind of uh, <laughs> thing that they were playing in back then um but the thing that i was going to talk about is there is there an espn story um about ichiro ichiro is coming back to the mariners um he's oh. been 
trying to find a place to continue to play baseball. He's 44, which is pretty old to be playing baseball, um, but he is still amazing and uh, has been signed with the Mariners again. So he's coming back to Seattle, which is great. Um, but there was a long piece, and I will, of course, put it in the show notes um, on ESPN about him. And a lot of it talks about his relationship with his father. Mm-hmm. And um, he was he was really... <laughs> um, sort of coerced into um, uh, a life of baseball that it was um, almost you know borderline abuse uh, as a kid because wow. his dad his dad made him you know he made him practice every single day he rarely got a chance to play with other kids and there was one instant in particular where his dad was making him I can't remember if it's making him making him practice hitting or catching but he just he was like, no, I want to go play with some kids. And he sat down and wouldn't do anything. And so his dad just threw baseballs at him. Ow. <laughs> yeah. Um, but he said, but it said, but it said that, you know, he couldn't hit him because he's too fast. <laughs> <laughs> huh. Okay. So he wasn't like just sitting, he there wasn't hitting hit. him, but he was, okay. <laughs> but he was still throwing baseballs at him. That's really which is well, not nice. And so they, um, they are no longer speaking. They are no longer on speaking terms, which is very sad. I and mean, a lot of this is very sad. Um, and, and a lot of the article is very sad about uh, Ichiro's life. And um, I mean, particularly now that he is on the sort of the downslide of his career, baseball has been his entire life. And it's like, what's he going to do after he retires? Right. right. Wow. That's sad. Yeah. Well, it's very sad. I mean, for a guy who like, you know, I, I, who made me very enthusiastic about baseball. Um, I mean, the, you know, I, I, so like I said, I was very tangentially interested in baseball until moving out here. And, um, and then in the 95 season when the Mariners did so well, um, that piqued my interest and I got more interested when we started getting, um, some Japanese players, um, Kazuhiro yeah. Sasaki, uh, and then Ichiro and was a, was like a huge fan of the Mariners for a long time. And, and then, you know, and when they started like not doing so well again, I, <laughs> I think I, I kind of went, came full, full circle back to where I was, you know, where I'm thinking like <laughs> yeah. the way baseball is in America is kind of, <laughs> kind of bad <laughs> in a lot yeah. of ways. And well, there's a lot of, there are a lot of problems with it. I still love the game. I still love the way people, you know, <laughs> I love the players. Yeah. I love a lot of it, right. but um, I think baseball right. as a business is really pretty awful. I think it's better though than, than the NFL with the head injury stuff. Right? Yeah, like, I think so. I think so too. Like it's um, a, I, I have to say the Mets game that I went to, we went I'm trying to think when it was, I want to say it was right before Labor Day. And it was a beautiful day. It was, it was, wasn't too humid and we had amazing seats. It was really fun. We had a blast. It was a really, yeah. it was like a, it was a press day thing that, um, Liz was invited to and she, she wrote it up for her. Um, it was a Toyota thing. Anyway, they, they gave us a car for a day and it was fun. It was just a super fun, the, the car was awesome and everything, but the, the game being at a live baseball game was really fun and they killed it too. They won the game. I can't even remember yeah. who they were playing, but they won the game. And it, was, sure. it was fantastic. Yeah. Um, so that's, 
uh, kind of a downer story, John, but I've got a yeah. happier one to share <laughs> with you. We're, this is our we're, conversation street slash news, you know, news recap. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a woman on Twitter. I just shared the, the link with you. You may have seen this. Whose daughter was nervous to wear a Star Wars t-shirt to school. And so her mother got on Twitter and said, hey, just looking for some support from mm-hmm. other girls. And it went viral. Mark Hamill commented. <laughs> and it, anyway, it's a great story. It's really sweet. And a lot of um, amazing women tweeted to this. And uh, there's some really fascinating people in that thread. Worth looking okay. at. And if you have to, if you're in a similar situation with your kid ever, uh, that's that's where Twitter is awesome. So yeah. It's yeah. not the awful Twitter, bad right. timeline Twitter. Twitter it's can the, be can be yeah. terrible, but <laughs> yeah, this is <laughs> there a, are many things about Twitter that are objectively terrible. However, um, yeah, this is I'm sc- scrolling through this right now. That's great. It's fantastic. It's really nice. And um, uh, and that brings me that little segue moment, which I'm completely professionally keeping up and and, and <laughs> using right now as I mm-hmm. babble. Sure. So Marlo got an R2-D2 for Christmas and um, had an incident. I talked to, it, it wouldn't stand up anymore. R2 would not stand up. Oh, no. And it, there's kind of a long story. But anyway, it wasn't, any, it, wasn't, it wasn't a fault of the manufacturer. It was a user error. And okay. I found one on sale. I, I replaced it with a new one. And there was a sale on force bands on Amazon. So instead of 70 bucks for a force band, it was 30 bucks. So Marlo got R2, a working R2, and a force band. So and I'm sorry, what are the force bands again? So force band is a, it's like a watch almost that you wear and you pair it with your, uh, with your robot. So BBA okay. R2. And it lets you control the robot with your hands. Oh, okay. So you can like push it away from you. You can pull it to you. It's pretty amazing. Um, to get it set up though, there's this like a ton of download stuff, like, like a two hour download of audio files and, you know, all the stuff, um, which was not good, but, um, I just set it and let it go and walked away. But anyway, she loved it so much. It was adorable. (laughs) She was playing with him, like talking to him, having conversations and making his head shake. No, or yes, or having him freak out or fall over. And, um, and so, um, I got her all set up on her own iPad and everything's her iPad mini. And, um, it was great. She was, she was really cute with it, but the force band thing was really funny to watch her. Like, you know, when you do those gestural things, kids have these ways of moving and usually there's a happy medium between like extra slow motion movement and like normal child freak out. This is awesome movement. Mm -hmm. And so that was a bit of a training thing, but she was really cute with R2. And uh, apparently R2 had to use the bathroom. He's a little camera shy. So I, I shared a little quick video on Instagram of her. It was, it was adorable. So Star Wars is awesome, basically. Cool. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, that's, and that's one of the things. So Hank got one of those for Christmas, too. And he hasn't played with it a lot, I will say. Um, but he was, he was very excited initially, at, le- at the very least, and, and has played with it. Um, but it's also, I think like a centerpiece for other, when other kids and adults come over, 
Oh, yeah. They see that thing because it's, it's just sitting on the side side table in the in the dining room, oddly enough, where there just happened to be like an outlet there mm-hmm. and, you know, constantly being charged. Sure. So, At the uh, ready. yeah, right. Just in case. And mm-hmm. we had some friends over last weekend and that was uh, that and was a highlight nice. getting getting uh, getting our two out and playing with them. So, yeah, I'll have to look at the force band thing because I didn't I didn't even know about that. It's um it works with Sphero. I think there are other stuff. The the um it looks really cool too. It's kind of like a watch size, maybe a smart yeah. watch size, but it's not heavy and it's meant for small wrists. And right. um you you pair it up. There's an app for it, and that's the thing that there's just all kinds of downloads for that app. But once you get it paired up with the robot, you can just turn on your force band and select control your robot and then go and like you can mm-hmm. it, there's no need to have your ipad and control the it's pretty cool you can't do all the head gestures and stuff but if you just want r2 to follow you around or make it make r2 go somewhere or do stuff yeah yeah you can total and you steer him but with your hand out it's like you put your hand out and then you move your hand side to side and it'll steer <laughs> it's pretty cool um or if you want him to walk beside you you can have you can do that as well um it, it was really cute to see marlo play with that though it was it was uh it was a lot of fun and so yeah that brings me to my next thing which is i'm in salt lake city this week for uh the girls piano stuff lead is in a play she's in the lion pride for lion king at her middle school um and she's doing great with that they had a recital last night i cannot believe my kids with the piano i just can't it's crazy <laughs> like i got pretty good but Lita's. I, I've said this every time, every time I say this on the show, but Lita's really getting very close to where I was when I, when I started wow. taking classical lessons and she's 14. Yeah. So she's at least four years ahead of where it was. And, um, I'm starting to recognize songs, you know, it's not, it's no longer the happy cloud songs and like Timmy, the turtle. <laughs> it's, it's, uh, you know, like actual classical pieces. So, yeah. Uh, Mozart and what and etc. Cool, that's yeah, great. It's good. It's good. I wouldn't say. I mean, Hank. I don't. He's not great at the violin yet, for <laughs> for sure. But he has a very wide interest in instruments, and like, I mean, he'll just like a lot of times he'll just like be walking by the the piano and sitting. He took some piano lessons for a while, but he's been mostly doing the violin for a couple of years now, and he will just sit down and start tinkering away at the piano too and um and apparently and i i made some joke about this to somebody i can't remember who but no um he uh has been doing the the ukulele at school he told me what it's like he comes out it came out of violin lessons a couple of weeks ago and he said they, they've got a ukulele in there for sale i might want to get a ukulele and i was like well maybe you should start playing the ukulele for you know taking some lessons or something like and he's like I've been doing the ukulele at school. <laughs> and, I like, and I made some joke to somebody like, I should have had to sign some sort of hipster release form for this. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, but apparently he's been, and I don't know how much he's been doing, but he's been playing around with the ukulele too. So, and he, That's and I noticed great. that he, on his phone, he's constantly playing with music apps. Um, not uh. like garage band, but, um, but these, these apps where you try to play along, Mm. with uh i mean a lot of them are game style like things like they're not that magic piano or whatever or magic yeah stuff like that right um and, and yeah but he's just he's um he's really taken to it which is that's great. awesome yeah that's fantastic uh um 
speaking of the ukulele last summer um the two of the kids were at summer camp and two were with Liz and I and um then we had a friend who's um she's she's been friends of the family forever her her oldest and she's business partners with Liz her oldest came and stayed with us for a week and she had a ukulele and I can't remember how it came up I found this Mormon song that we sang when I was a kid and actually Nirvana did a cover of it called Jesus wants me for, for a sunbeam. And I don't think it's a Mormon centric hymn or song for kids, but um, we sang it all the time and um, found the video, a video of some kids doing a weird dancey thing to it. It's very strange. And the two oldest girls thought it was the most crazy thing they'd ever seen. And so they learned the song and they, and one day I came home from work and they sang it to me accompanied by ukulele and dancing. <laughs> it was really funny. <laughs> and when I was a kid, you would sing, you know, Jesus wants me for a son. And the way the song was, the note would be sun beam. You, it wasn't sunbeam; It was sun beam. And so you would scream sun beam. I don't know why, but that's just what we did. We yelled it as loud as possible. Because kids like to yell. Yeah. Especially in a church setting after mm-hmm. school. Right. So that's what we did. And anyway, Blown that was a you know, Brooklyn ukulele hipster right there. Yeah, right. Yeah. Perfect. Worked very well. Yeah, he's he um yeah, walking through that so you know when he goes to violin lesson in, in the it's in a music store. In the back of a music store. And you know, walking through that place is always like <laughs> He sees. He always sees something that he wants. <laughs> oh man! They have a Candy keyboard for, for sale. <laughs> I might want that keyboard. Like, I think that's okay, good. you better you better start saving up because <laughs> oh, we're man. paying for the violin. Okay. <laughs> there is a very expensive, but very cool keyboard. Uh, it's called the OP Dash One, and it's made by Teenage Something or Other. Um, it's a great synth and it's really it's very clever and cute but also really powerful like you can it does multi-track stuff it does mm-hmm. sampling it's it's an amazing keyboard but it's really expensive but it's tiny you can put it in your backpack oh um, really yeah I th- let me see if i can find it while Change. you're looking for that yeah yes maybe we'll take a care of a little bit a little bit of business perfect um because uh i don't know what so you're you're in you're in mountain time right now yes i am yeah, it's getting about lunchtime for you, right? Yes, it is. I'm starving. Yeah, yeah. So this is this is really going to help. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, perfect. <laughs> because Blue Super. Apron is the leading meal kit delivery service in the U.S. While many people know what Blue Apron does, many don't know about the types of meals you can eat when you cook with Blue Apron. Such meals as quick bucatini with broccoli and pecorino cheese and Italian-style shrimp and sweet pepper. With incredible ingredients and chef-designed recipes, Blue Apron lets you see what the power of food can do. So they deliver fresh, pre-proportioned ingredients and step-by-step recipes right to your door that can be cooked in under 45 minutes. The menu changes every week based on what's in season and is designed by Blue Apron's in-house culinary team. Blue Apron offers 12 new recipes each week. Customers can pick two, three, or four recipes based on what best fits their schedule. And Blue Apron sends only non-GMO ingredients and meats with no added hormones. And um, I, I, you know, I know that we have both 
and Lex as well made these mm-hmm. meals and recently made these meals. And um, tomorrow I have some coming, as a matter of fact. I'm nice. very excited about it because every time it comes, um, it's, you know, it's one of those. <laughs> I mean, I get excited when packages come to the door regardless. Sure. Um, but uh, when one of these comes to the door, it's very exciting because you get to you get to open it up. You get to look at what's in there. You get to take it out. You put the stuff in the freezer, put stuff in the refrigerator. And um, and then and I know instantly that Hank is going to want to help make this because it's one of the things that he likes to do. So it's a great thing to find on the doorstep. And uh, Blue Apron is now treating, turning this car around listeners to $30 off your first order if you visit blueapron.com slash turning. So check out this week's menu and get your $30 off at blueapron.com slash turning as in the name of this podcast. Blue Apron, a better way to cook and a better way to eat, really. You did a great job pronouncing all those hard to pronounce foods. <laughs> you can go either way with culinary, right? Yeah. Culinary or culinary. 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 Mm-hmm. Not culinary. Not culinary. Not colonoscopy. Colonoscopy. No, Mm-mm. that's something completely different. Yep. Different. Something day. that other, we, we've also both enjoyed. Yeah. It's coming in the other way. <laughs> So, John, this keyboard I was telling you about. Yeah, okay, so I got the link now. Um, the company's called Teenage Engineering. Super amazing little company. And um, you may have seen their products. They have these little, like, um, they're almost the size, like, maybe bigger than a playing card. And they, the way they're, they're um, marketed and, and merchandised, they actually hang on a thing and you can pull them off the little like hooky tag thing that hangs on the, the retail racks. You can take it off and it's like, got there's a drum machine one, there's a synthesizer one, and you can like put them all together and make, make it do stuff. And they're like 50 bucks or whatever, you know, depending on which one you get. But they, the same company has made this keyboard. It's been out for a few years, but it is insane. Yeah, it's so, 900 bucks. <laughs> yeah, it's expensive. Yeah. But if you go on YouTube, and you let you do some searching for this thing and see what it does. It is mind blowing. People, every like, if if you're in a hipster band that has any kind of keyboard sounds, you have one of these. This is this is the uh, Nord lead of the mid nineties and two thousands, the DX seven of the eighties, the Rhodes of the seventies. The mini, you know, you're, you're like, saying words. I, that's all I know. Yeah, I'm just making keyboard references for, for okay. vintage heads. Um, basically, it's, right. it's it's the keyboard that you, if you're in a band, you would want any kind of, and if you're making electronic music at all, you would want to do this. Or if you're a songwriter and you want to like sketch music ideas, this is a great great thing. And a, a a buddy of mine at the studio I used to rent a desk at, he had one, and it's amazing. Um, he uses it as a sketch pad and then he plays guitar over what he does with the, with the keyboard. But, um, it looks cool. I mean, I don't know what any of the, I don't understand it, but, um, I will say it's, it's a nice looking device. It's yeah, it's cool. And it's, um, they, uh, there's a lot of hidden features and like Easter eggs. They're a company that is kind of like, um, they do like they're just funny. They just have funny stuff. So I'm gonna They're trickster gods. Yeah. 
So here's the the thing that I was mentioning prior the the line of it looks like they've really expanded the product line since I was last here. But they have these like mini kind of synthesizers that do things. And then it looks like they've even got software now with these so that if you have a Mac or whatever, you you can um fire up one of these things, hook it up to your lap, your laptop or whatever and it will um you can control it from your laptop, but they're really cool. I've played with these in like, at like MoMA store or, uh, you know, like hipster stores. And so they look like games almost, oh, but yeah. they I make think sound. I've seen these now that I, now that I see this, I think I've seen these someplace, but I can't imagine where, Oh, I know. I bet I saw it at the, um, the computer museum up in Seattle that we went to. I'm sure. Ago. Yep. Yep. Yeah. In the store, like except yep. we're leaving you, you yep. the store and that's the, that's where they would have this. Yep and really cool stuff so uh this you should show this to hank he might be into it just or not, or not. <laughs> no, i'm thinking i think there's no way i'm showing this to him he's gonna want this immediately <laughs> right, like, this is awesome when you hear what they do i need that 900 dollar keyboard <laughs> no what i'm saying is these are cheaper though see this, this yeah yeah right, right row here yeah. of, of cheaper items is yeah you know Pick one of those and for 50 bucks, you're done. Like, you know, so this is okay. Pocket operators are small ultra. This is not an ad read, by the way. Small, <laughs> it should be, but it's not. Um, ultra portable. We gotta, we gotta get Lex to make these people advertisers and then we right. get devices for free. Um, ultra portable yeah. music devices with studio quality sound and the flexibility to make music on the go, affordable for everyone and compatible with other music gear. For $49. Well, yeah. Yeah. Some of them are more expensive. These are pretty cool looking. Yeah, and it's like it's there's a picture of it. Man, it looks it looks wild when it's plugged in. It looks like some sort of like something right out of a um science fiction like some stupid science fiction show that I watch. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh which could be any of the shows that I watch. Any any of them really. Right. Mm-hmm. Um there uh so this reminds me a lot of the seventies kind of like when I was a kid, how what was it? I had this toy called the Starbird. <laughs> and the Starbird, um, it had like an, an enterprise like ship that separated like the, 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 um, front part would separate from the back part, but it made this sound as you tilted it. So as you tilted up, it made us, uh, it was all electronic. And then as you tilted down, it would make a down sound. And then it had lasers that would shoot, not real lasers, but like LEDs would go off. But it felt very like, hey, we have these chips that do these sounds and we can do mm-hmm. this thing. We suddenly, yeah, we suddenly discovered it. how to do this. Oh, I think I see. I think I found it. Oh, that looks vaguely familiar. Yeah. Star, is it Starbird is right? Is that the? Yeah, yeah, I think so. Yeah. Starbird Space Avenger. Yep. Yeah. 1978. There it is. Bam. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so I had that <laughs> this classic seventies packaging too. Yep. And what's great about it is like it would come apart. And so you could have like, Oh, the side things are going to undock. So a lot of the things you see now in Marvel movies where like, like in the Avengers where there was that crazy ship and the people were like pods in the ship and then they came out and launched out and they started attacking people. That concept of a mothership that holds smaller ships or in star Wars, the same kind of thing. You, you know, so they're, they're, um, 
this was a this was of its time mm-hmm. uh, in in terms of features but it was really cool because it would like totally come apart so you could have like the tiny 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 little guy or the protected guy or the massive shit you know mothership really cool toy but it was really annoying and i was told to turn it off more than once <laughs> having having toys like that i don't know if my parents just didn't buy them i mean i know we had like we had the clay my brother um played keyboard for a while and played guitar well yeah i guess he played guitar later in life um but um and so he would practice that but it was never really that annoying and he never practiced it all that much from my recollection and Mm. i don't and we had like and when we were younger we had like drum sets and you know like cheap um, yeah. musical musical equipment um when mostly i remember us just being annoying by running around yelling and, and hitting each other <laughs> sure sure we had that too um i had a neighbor who said uh hey i've got this um pellet gun mm. pump you know pump mm-hmm. bb slash pellet gun why yeah. don't you run and i'll sh- try to shoot you yeah right <laughs> yes. serpentine serpentine go yeah yeah Right. Well, I remember my brother, one of my brothers shooting the other one in the back with a BB gun. Yeah. Smart. That was real uh, smart stuff. Right, yeah, oh, right. I know. Like <laughs> genius level work it's, there. It's um a miracle that we survived with most of our body parts intact. Uh I'm going to stop talking about 70s toys and I'm going to let Lex <laughs> Lex take over. Okay. Our next sponsor. Reed. We should. Yeah, I think we, we should Lex. probably do that because otherwise we're going to go down a deep rabbit hole. It's. I'm already feeling the pull. Uh, yeah. But Lex, uh, we'll let you take it away. Uh, support for today's show comes from an innovative new shampoo, Control GX, the first gray reducing shampoo from Just for Men. So uh, Just for Men helps men look their best, celebrate who they are, what they achieve, how they feel. The idea is, if you want to reduce your gray. But you don't want to full out dye your hair. It's it's gray reducing shampoo. And I listen. I'm a shampoo snob. I'm not going to lie to you. I'm very picky about shampoos. I often rotate shampoos because I don't like any of them to be in my hair for too long at a time. Since they sent this to me, I've been using it first every day, which is what you're supposed to do. And then after you've achieved the color impact you want, then you can go to using it a couple times a week. Uh, but it's a really nice shampoo. Cleans your hair, and then uh, it slowly colors your gray to make it darker uh all you do is shampoo and rinse and then move on with your freaking day it's very very easy it takes about two weeks to start seeing significant change to your color um and it's cool i i you know it wasn't a surprise to my wife that i was doing it but you like you don't have to look closely to see it it's it's very apparent right away it really worked i like the way uh it cleans my hair also i'm a, like I said, I'm a shampoo snob and i've been happy with that effect but it's it's very cool. Well, when you look as good as you feel, every date night, every meeting, every guy's night out will be something to look forward to. Get 25% off Control GX using code REGROWTH25 at ControlGX.com. Nice job, Lex. Nice yeah. job, Lex. Good, good ad As usual. Yeah. Uh, I am going to send you a link to a page that pretty much is my 70s toy page. Oh, we're so uh, so we're just we're, instead just, of like using the lex the lex ad read as yeah, a nope, as an I out can't, i can't we're, yep. we're we're diving back down the rabbit hole because again. because and this is um for fans of uh grubers who know that grubers is a super 007 fan i had the spy who loved me car that would go underwater oh. that thing was okay. badass it was the lotus so it, it would go underwater yeah 
It was a Lotus Esprit. And in the movie, The Spy yeah, Who yeah. Loved Me, right. he's driving this white Lotus Esprit, and it, he jumps it. It lands in the water, and then the tires go in, and the fins come out on the sides, the propellers mm-hmm. come out of the back, and all of a sudden, it's a submarine car. And I think it lasts about five minutes before it gets blown up, but it's a sweet, yeah, right. sweet car. Yeah. And, and I thought that was the coolest thing I'd seen that that was not Star Wars. I had the, um, was it Dinky? Um, the uh, Aston Martin. Ooh. With the ejector seat. Wow. Yeah. That's OG right there. That was, yeah, that was right. And I think that might have been my brother's before it was mine. Um, but I ended up with it. I don't have it. Alas, I do not have it anymore. I don't know where, I don't know where that ended up. Um, but, uh, but I do, I do still have the Batmobile and the Batboat. Nice. nice. Yeah. And, and I, but I don't have the hitch. <laughs> there, oh, you can't tow was it? A, there was a hitch. <laughs> yes. Yeah, so I can't tow it. <laughs> But um, I do yeah. have them still separately. They made those hitches out of plastic. Who are they kidding? Yeah, I know, I know. The they hitch didn't. The hitch didn't. Hitch. I mean, the, yeah, the, the boat's actually the boat's plastic too. I guess because you wanted to use it in the water, so it couldn't be metal. Um, that makes sense. But uh, but the the car, of course, is is metal, and so yeah. so was the James Bond. So was the Aston Martin. It was all those those things were all metal. I got a uh, bunch of that stuff. That so I I'm seeing another salvage. So this, this other, the other, there's just two things. So one is Micronauts. Were you a Micronauts person or did you know anybody who no. was or was that? No. So I was not, but I had friends who were Micronauts and they are referenced in the season one, I think probably season episode one or two of uh, Freaks and Geeks. Okay. Uh, Joe Flaherty <laughs> brings them up as like, a, oh, those was Freaks and Geeks, things, was, uh, was that a, was that a period piece? I can't yes. remember. I never, I never actually yes, watched it. Yes, it was. Yes, it was. Okay. And there's a moment in that show that they they end one of the episodes with Journey's Love and Touch and Squeezing. And it's when one of the guys sees a girl he likes like totally talking with his best friend or one of his best friends and uh-uh. it looks like she's not into him. And they cue the Journey song and it is fucking fantastic. <laughs> The whole thing is beautiful and painful and fantastic. It's just so good. <sighs> I almost st- had to stop watching the show. I'm like, I don't know if it's going to get better than this. I don't think they can get better than this. There's so many people that on show? that show, though. Uh, Judd mm-hmm. Apatow and Seth Rogen's in it. Um, God, yeah. A bunch of people. Uh, Martin right. Starr. Um, he plays, Martin Starr plays his friend who's, He's like a geeky trombone kid, and he's um, he is uh, he's the guy who's talking to the girl. It's it's fantastic, like that. Uh, Linda Cardellini, yeah, a lot of people yeah. on that show. But I'm oh, looking at this page. I'm seeing the other tech toy that a friend I didn't have this, but my friend did, called the Big Track T R A K. It was a programmable mm, interplanetary rover. It had six wheels and you could program it and make it do things like spin in a circle and go three spaces forward and turn right and then go 20 things down and then, you know, 
fire your lasers and then make some sounds and then go backwards and then turn around and come back the other way and like you could make it you could program oh, it to do all this yeah, stuff yeah yeah I, okay see it was the kind of thing where i was like i was not i was not uh was not coming to me and then and then the minute i looked up the picture i was like oh yes bam right just definitely remember that uh i did not have that i think i maybe i knew somebody who did have that or i just remember the commercials distinctly oh yeah. man this is really i'm i <laughs> I don't know if I've ever been in a deeper rabbit hole right now on the show. <laughs> I think our vintage stereo episode, I'm seeing stuff like, oh, Big Mouth Singers. My sister had that, like Star Wars stuff in the package still. <gasps> so do you think, uh, I mean, you're, you're, what, what time period in your life do you feel like you um, have attached to these certain toys? Um, I'm just wondering, like, I'm trying to figure out like what toy Hank might have the same feelings about or, right. um, yeah, or your daughters. About that. Yeah. So, yeah. um, I think f- for my kids, it's probably something like Hatchimals or squinkies or right now, <laughs> no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> oh my God. Squishies, squishies. Oh, I'm going to find squishies for you, John. Um, the two youngest, uh, Marlo and uh, uh, my girlfriend's youngest, are so into squishies. It's not even funny. <laughs> like, and I'm, I'm, I would put money. Lex's kids are into these too. Probably. Uh, sending the link now to the okay the secret TTCA <laughs> host <laughs> zone. I have, I have, I don't think I've ever seen these. And so they're foam and they're weird foam. They're like kind of soft memory foam. So you squish them and they kind of stay squished and they slowly expand. Mm-hmm. And, and there's all these like, you know, they're like emojis, but squishy. They're part of that whole slime putty renaissance. It's, yeah, I think it's in that right, same. Right. Did Hank ever want to make slime or did you guys ever do that? Oh yeah. He made, he made slime several, a okay. few times. Yeah. And, and I think also just Karen just made slime for him too. Um, but I think they did it together as well. Uh, but that was a, that was a long time ago. I mean, he still likes to do like we get those um, science experiment kits. Um, yeah. Even yeah. at this age, he still likes to do those. Um, and we did, gosh, a number of months ago, we did like a crystal, you know, one of those things where you put a bunch of chemicals in a little jar and it builds crystals. Wow. Um, yeah. Cool. And it's just, that you awesome. know, it happened over like a week or something like that, if I remember correctly. Um, and, uh, and I can remember like this was, this was a number of years ago now though, but, um, you know, in that phase where he was like often just like crazy wild and running around like a <laughs> lunatic and yeah. getting him to sit still for five minutes was hard. I, uh, we got one of those, um, it was like a, a dinosaur excavation thing. I mean, it wasn't real obviously, but right, it was right. just like a, it was a, you know, a bunch of plaster, um, over like a harder thing that was a, that looked like a dinosaur and you just had to like chip it away and use like a brush and, you know, you're kind of pretending to be a Uh, a paleontologist. And, um, he sat there with that thing for like, (laughs) I feel like it was like two hours, just like slowly chipping away and brushing at it. That's (laughs) amazing. I would have like done three hits, broken it. (laughs) No, I took it. I mean, it took him a while. It wasn't, it wasn't as easy as you'd think. Um, but, and he was trying to be very careful cause I, I kind of played it up, I think, because mm. I don't think it's, yeah, I mean, I don't think you can really, 
you'd have to really hit very hard to like crack through the the supposed bone part but um you know the the whole idea is to try and do it gently and and slowly and 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 get Mm -hmm. your crazy kid to slow down for Mm -hmm. five minutes (laughs) uh i'm trying to think though other than like you know i there's there was this there were these toys called squinkies that were kind of mid 2000s i think lita was she was super into those like she had some money we went to toys r us and they had like a crazy sale and she got like probably 70 of those things they're they're tiny little you know creatures in a you know how uh in the gumball machines you put a diamond in it they'd have like a little oh yeah capsule yeah, yeah. they're that yep. size that was the size and um they okay. actually had a squinkies um gumball machine that they would you could stock full of squinkies and then and they could live in there and then you could you know turn the thing and they would come down so um barlow though i'm not sure marlow's got that same i think they're gonna they're gonna remember apps like you know tablet and and touch device apps i think that's gonna be their thing yeah and and i think for hank like the um the the nintendo ds as well yeah lita too i think i think um i think um I, I I hate to, to do this, John. I found yeah. some game art from Super Breakout <laughs> that really oversells Breakout. <laughs> yeah, but Breakout's not exactly... <laughs> just, this makes it look like it's amazing. <laughs> like you are saving um, humans here. Um, Didn't Panic do like a wasn't it panic who did it did a um a thing of their apps in that in that atari style mm. can they do covers like fake covers of like um transmit and Ooh. okay i'm googling I'm googling right now yeah i think i think they did that um and they were just kind of funny but i've also seen i've also seen like ridiculous like versions of these things these uh because they are so dumb like this is what what is what does an astronaut have to do with breakout? It has exactly. nothing to do with breakout. Right. I, I think there was a there's a narrative somewhere that somebody had. They didn't really maybe that was in the stuff you didn't read. <laughs> oh yeah, did you, you found it? That's from 2009, John. That's a that's a that's almost 10 years of reading. Yeah. yeah. They have they're they're funny people there. They are. They have, good, they good have uh, quite a good sense of humor. Yeah, God, that's that is, and those are great. Stuff. I can't even tell what these are. What some of these are supposed to be, but I love this. Oh, candy, I love candy their, bar. Okay. Um, their art department category with the uh, the bleed and crop marks <laughs> and um, <laughs> registration marks. I love that. Yeah. <laughs> I I can't. I mean, I didn't have an Atari. So I don't, I wasn't as, but we did have like a, we had a crappy, um, console system in the late, in the late seventies and it, it shipped with, uh, ridiculous covers like, like this on the, or, you know, like Mm -hmm. labels on the, the cartridges. Was it, was it a, a Magnavox something or other Odyssey? Oh God. I keep, I keep forgetting what the dang thing was. Um, it it was, it's been in the show notes before and it's, it's tremendously crappy um that and very few people had it 
I I had the original Magnavox Odyssey that was given to me the year it came out. And I had no idea. Like my older siblings were all over it. I'm like, oh, this is pretty cool. Basically, we just played Pong with it. Yeah. Right. Because <sighs> it didn't really have anything else. I'm trying else. to find it, but uh, we've talked about this before. Well, yeah, we've talked about it. I can't episode. find it. I can't find it in the show notes. But um, I'm spamming it's, it's the someplace. links in our private chat like crazy. Yeah. Right now. <laughs> oh God, that one looks terrible too. <laughs> it is. It's literally it's like holding a refrigerator in your hands to play. I mean, it's like that thing was massive. I did get crazy good at some of the games, I, but the problem is there weren't, I mean, not that many games shipped for this thing um, because mm-hmm. it was not very popular. So we topped out on, you know, we got like the major games and then, and then, you know, and then they were kind of expensive and yeah, it was like, we never, we never really got any more once we got the initial games and, and they were not, they were not great. I, you know, so the way when, I, when I grew up, my friends that I were my neighbors played a certain way. They were very physical, sporty, kind of um, physical. And they were fine. It was fine. But when I met my friends who played more imaginatively, that was like I had found my people. And mm-hmm. when I was watching Marlo play with this R2, the way she played reminds me of that discovery that it was okay to have an imagination. It was okay to like imagine other worlds that... Whatever we were making Lego wise, the, that was going to that was going to live in a world. And that was OK. Mm-hmm. And that watching Marlo kind of have this with this with this remote control robot, R2D2 was fantastic. It was like everything. It was like it wasn't just the coolness of the toy. It was that moment of she is living. She is already integrating R2 into her daily life. Mm-hmm. Like R2 yeah. has to poop. He's in the bathroom. <laughs> she's waiting for him outside the bathroom what's he doing oh he's pooping i mean that's just genius <laughs> i don't think i would have ever come up with that that r2 actually needs some private time in the bathroom i yeah is that true i don't think i think that's non-canon it's not canon no it's definitely not yeah. canon. i mean we're talking we're way we're way out here we're in fan fiction you know <laughs> kevin fanning levels of fan fiction yeah the fairchild channel f oh fairchild there's a name for you <laughs> And they the made games, a lot of difference, yeah. The games slid into that. There's like a slot on the yep. right there, and the games oh, is where it says insert. Those controllers cartridge. were rad. I had a friend yeah. that had one of these, and it was like they were like a handheld joysticky twisty thing. The they were a cool controller. And those these were, all these things shipped with like a so it would connect to the back of your TV between the aerial, yep, yep and the RF, and the uh, inside, you know, the line in. And you flip the switch on that device to, yep. you know, which kind of, if you have a, if you have a USB switcher, you might, or not a USB, a, a HDMI switcher. It's all, it's not that dissimilar, really. No, it's but, just much lower resolution. <laughs> it's analog too, right? It was yeah, like, right, you, right. You would screw it in to the leads of the antenna mm-hmm. and you would either like piggyback it into the, like whatever antenna you had screwed to the back of your TV. Yeah. Uh, at least these first ones, because there was no coax. TVs didn't have a coax in. So your cable that you got from your cable subscriber also had one of those boxes. And so yeah. you had to slide the switch between TV and cable or TV and right. you know, game. Right. Oh, my God. That was awful. Yeah. It was not a good game system. And um... <laughs> Atari was the same way. Atari had the same thing. We had a... I forget what the... 
Oh, Desert Fox. Yeah, I remember playing that one. And and then God. Space War was the one that I played all the time. And I got yeah. I got crazy good at Space War and um just could beat anybody at Space War and and then it wasn't interesting anymore. <laughs> no one would play with you. you no one good. wanted. Yeah, right. That's the uh, that was the other thing. We've we've really you know I apologize to the listeners because um, <laughs> this was really. Like they love. The, are, you kidding, are you kidding? They love this content. <laughs> I sure hope so. Because uh, this was. Oh my god. Uh, well, maybe maybe Lex will be back next week to keep a leash on us. Yeah, like rein us in. <laughs> right. Yeah. It'll be interesting. I would. I actually would want to know what his because I think you and I are close enough in age that we have a similar toy memory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I would be interested to see what Lex Lex's. I'm going to guess Nintendo, NES, Sega. Yeah, I think that's right. I think that's, I think we've, yeah, we've had that conversation before. Yeah. God, I didn't know there was a Channel F system too. I didn't never know there was a follow up. A sequel? Um, Yeah. One more final cultural note. Saw Jumanji, a lot of fun. Took the girls. Oh. Marlo had seen it before, but Lita hadn't. And they loved it. It was funny. Jack Black is good. He is entertaining. And so is Kevin Hart. Kevin Hart is. There was a moment in the movie that I was, I was going to the bathroom last night and I was laughing so hard I had to stop going because <laughs> I was recalling the memory of the movie involving Kevin Hart and his character. <laughs> I wonder if R2 has the same problem in the bathroom. Thanks again for listening. If you have an extra minute, please go to podcastsurvey.net to take a very short anonymous survey about today's episode. It would be a big help for our show and we'd appreciate it. Again, podcastsurvey, all one word, dot net. It's just a quick survey and it helps us a lot and we really appreciate you taking the time. Thank you for listening and thank you for supporting Turning This Car Around.